Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and Gray Guard has his team ranked sixth in the nation, scoring over 70 points a game, 13 out of the last 14. Fireworks in Madison at home, winning, winning, winning. We're jumping into the preview coming up against Nebraska and that Purdue showdown on Sunday. Might be the game of the year in the Big Ten, probably will be. We've got it all. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into today's episode. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host and Badgers fans. Things are heating up. Things are heating up. Not only is Leo Chanel on his way to play in another Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs, Go check out that episode if you missed the story of last year's Super Bowl run on the podcast, a special story with Leo Chanel. But the basketball team, the Badgers basketball team, jumped up seven spots from last time we talked. They went from 13th to now sixth in the nation. This is the first time that Wisconsin's had two top 10 teams, yep. I believe. Marquette also in the top 10. I believe they're nine. Yeah. And Wisconsin has an absolutely huge matchup coming up this weekend. Have to take care of Nebraska first. So we're going to preview that. We're going to be touching all things red and white. And we're really happy you're here. So if you like today's show, please text it to another Badgers fan. That's the number one way to help us grow. KJ, my co-host, welcome to the podcast. How you feeling? And I guess overall optimism around the Badgers right now. Yeah, man, I'm feeling great. Badgers fans, it's so great to be with you all. You know, the season never stops, right? The season never sleeps. Badgers talk never sleeps over here. And I just want to thank everyone for being with us. I mean, football, basketball, I guess maybe we should start on football because it's a little, uh, it's a little, it's a little, um, I don't know, maybe Quicker. a little shorter conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Leo Chanel, man, every year the Badgers seem to have a guy playing in the Super Bowl. And frankly, they have a, a guy seem to win in the Super Bowl or multiple guys, right? Um, you think about like Russell Wilson, you think about the, the Rams offensive linemen, you think about Leo Chanel last year, right? The examples are all around everywhere you look. And I'm excited because Leo Chanel is really just a class act. You know, he's been on this show multiple times. His brother, John, is a tremendous guy as well. Great family, you know, just got a good head on his shoulders. And I'm really happy for him. You know, I think uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. If you really put, put brass tacks, I, I don't think I, I've said this on Ike Packers. I don't think the NFL's rigged like a lot of people might with a lazy take. I can see why they might think that the NFL is pulling strings to get the Chiefs in there. Obviously, there's some incentive, you know, follow the money. What could a Taylor Swift audience bring? That's a lot of dollars for everybody, right? That's a lot of big bonuses for everybody. It's not rigged, everybody. You know, 22 players is way too many variables with all the coaches, everything. It's too many variables. You, you can maybe control like a singular variable. Like let's say uh, you can get to these kickers, right? That's the example I use. You know, a kicker is one singular guy that you might be able to get to them, right? Like if you have leverage over them, if, if some bad actors have leverage over them, if uh, they offer them a certain amount of money, right, to like miss a kick or botch a play or something like that, uh, maybe the long snapper is an area you can exploit. But generally, that only happens on, like, a few plays a game where the kickers are even on the field. So, you know, you can't really get to, like, a Patrick Mahomes when he's making $50 million a year. You know, you can't really get to 
uh, the 49ers, right? Like who, who really want to win. Like if you're a competitor, you get this far, you want to win no matter what. I never bought into the script theory. I think that's kind of a lazy take. Um, but, but really, if, you, if you're a math guy, if you're a logic guy, uh, there's just too many variables to control, and it's not really possible um, if, you, if you actually look at it objectively. So I think the Chiefs are going to win simply because of the quarterback. You know, I, I default back to the quarterback. You've seen what a great quarterback could do. Look at J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. Look at Ohio State with all their quality quarterbacks, you know, getting success. Um, Alabama certainly put a, a bunch of talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and I'm sp- speaking in terms of, like, a collegiate level, right? So, But at the NFL— Patrick Mahomes is as good as it gets. You know, he's got multiple rings. 49ers Brock Purdy's got zero. He was Mr. Irrelevant. He played at Iowa State. Very, very flawed player. He's very, he's very good at getting the job done. I want to give him some credit. I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on Purdy exclusively here. Um, I do think he's overrated, but I, I, he does deserve credit, right? You don't just, like, get to a Super Bowl because you're trash unless you're Rex Grossman, right? I think Purdy's better than Rex Grossman. Maybe he'll get exposed and throw four picks. We'll see. That'll be interesting. But I think Leo Chanel is going to get another ring, man, because Patrick Mahomes is balling, and Travis Kelsey is probably the best player on the field outside of Patrick Mahomes, and their connection's thriving. I mean, Chris Jones is probably the third best player on the field. I would give him the edge over Nick Bosa. Then you can maybe give it to, like, Nick Bosa or Debo Samuel. But I think the Chiefs have the better top-end talent, and they also have the experience. I will say the head coaching is probably a push. I think that Shanahan and Reed are both on equal footing. Like, they're probably the two best coaches in the sport. So it only makes sense that they would find themselves in a spot like this. Uh, Leo Chanel, I would be pretty happy if he got another ring because we might have to get him on the show again. Now, what about you? Initial thoughts, happy for Leo. There are no batters on San Fran unless I'm, like, you know, completely mistake. I don't think there's a single one on San Fran. So Badgers fans, if you're just neutral, if you're looking for a, a team to pull for, you know, the Badger is on, uh, he's on Kansas city and, um, you know, he actually plays. That's a cool part. Last year in the Super Bowl, Leo had a sack. And then after the Super Bowl during the parade, he like made a viral piece of content by jumping up on the bus and hoisting himself up. How fun was that? Go check out the interview. Like Alex said, just search Ike Badgers, Leo Chanel. It's really good. And, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts, man? First, there were actually two Badgers who won the Super Bowl last year. Want to give a quick shout out to Melvin Gordon, who joined the Chiefs late. I believe that was a late postseason practice squad type addition. Leo Chanel, Leo Chanel is one of the greatest, most underrated linebackers in Wisconsin history. Badgers fans, when he was a junior. Forget that he left after his junior year. He didn't stay to play his senior year. He didn't stay to play two senior years. He left after his pure junior year in which he only played 11 games that season. And Cage, I'm going to read off his numbers and you tell me if you if your mind isn't blown. Right. Here we go. 11 games, Badgers fans. A hundred and fifteen tackles. Eighteen and a half tackles for loss. Eight sacks and two forced fumbles those are the greatest linebacker stats in college i have ever seen and i had to pull up chris Orr's senior year just to kind of compare as a middle linebacker don't sleep and on chris or don't sleep on zb he played 14 games and he had 78 tackles cage 14 tackles for loss he did have more sacks 11 and a half sacks 
But my goodness, Leo Chanel has always been a monster. He's always been a monster, and he's been severely underrated. He went third round to the Chiefs. Are you surprised that, that the Chiefs draft this guy? Not no, at all, man. It was they're, a they're genius Super Bowl organization. Yeah. They're a Super Bowl organization, and that's why I believe, just with you, that they're going to win again. I don't think the 49ers are quite there, even though you know they are a Super Bowl organization. They kind of have that standard of excellence in the NFL, going Everything back to Joe Montana, Young. They've had history of QBs. They're trying to act like Purdy's that next guy. I'm not buying it yet, but we'll see. We'll see, Badgers fans. We'll see. But Leo Chanel, beast in college, beast in the pros. I'm rooting for him to get his second ring in two years. That's who I'm going with. Flipping it to the basketball side. One sec. I I got one more thing to say. You mentioned... You know, Leo Chanel didn't even play his senior year in college. He went straight to the pros and uh, won a Super Bowl his rookie year. Perfect timing, yeah, right? But you mentioned he didn't get to play his senior year. He didn't get to play two senior years or three senior years. And you know what, man? I saw something the other day. Badgers fans, you got to let us know what you think about this. That one player has had nine years of eligibility. Like, what in the actual... What is going on? You know, like, get this mother effer out of school. Like, we should call him John Belushi. You don't get even John Belushi. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, even Even he graduated in seven years. Even Tommy (laughs) Boy, you know, was only in there for seven, like, nine years, bro. You got to, like, almost (laughs) look in the mirror. I, I give him, like, a slight shred of credit, and, like, it's a small shred, like, a strand of credit where he's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to have any regrets. And it's like, you know, man, okay, okay, I'll give you that. But, like, dude, have some freaking respect for yourself, bro. Like, ain't nobody else going to respect you. Nine years of college ball? Like, the system is a joke, man. I like it when you have four years and then maybe you could redshirt one year. And then, okay, a catastrophic situation. You take it through the courts and it's a fair court and you get a sixth year of eligibility. You get like the three Chris of those, you, you get like three years of those you, you give out like or three of them a year you give out in the entire college football. Like it ain't college football anymore, man. It's pro ball. It's pro ball light. It's minor league ball. But like. Yeah, this nine-year thing, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. Like, I'm drawing the line in the sand. Like, that, this has gone too far. Like, like I don't even let's, think— Let's rein it in. Let's rein it in. And any, six, any thoughts on that? And then Badger basketball. The only person I've really ever approved of the six-year thing was Chris O'Toole for Marquette, who I believe had his eye—something something bad with an eye, and he still balled after coming back from that injury. I don't know if that was exactly what mm, happened to him, I mean, but— Badgers fans, he's, he's forgotten not trying for to be a, a Marquette expert, yeah. but all I'm saying, get him out of there. Let the new kids come in. I like when you see freshmen play. I like seeing younger guys play. I wanted Miles Burkitt to get a chance all season, but instead we had to watch Tanner Mordecai absolutely trash it's out tough. there, even in the tough. bowl game, when this dude had nothing. He wasn't going to the pros. And speaking yeah. of a transfer that's actually worked, shout out to A.J. Stewart. Yes. This man is balling. He's leading the Badgers in scoring, averaging 16 points a game. He's playing 27 minutes he had 28 points the other night he's scoring off the chain he's shooting 85 percent from the free throw line that is someone who can come and transfer and play right away and really make nil look good well, and thing. besides that i just want to finish this point yeah go ahead go ahead is great guards team the reason why it's actually ranked six is because this has been a come up 
You've seen Chucky Hepburn. You've seen Stephen Crawl. You've seen Tyler Wall. You've seen this team grow, Badgers fans. I have. And a few years ago, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything special. You could even argue last year wasn't anything special. It wasn't. But this year, <laughs> you add one key piece out of the NIL in the correct way, like an A.J. Stewart. You add a little bit of depth. You get a couple guys improving their game. And this team looks completely different, Cage. This is the highest-scoring Badgers team. They're averaging over 70 points a game yeah. since 1970, and that bodes well for tournament play. What's your thoughts about what what I just a said there, and I guess thoughts. the offense on this team? A few thoughts. Whether in Badger basketball or in life, it's amazing the power of the compound effect, right? So, so all these schools, they got mercenaries, you know, they got players running out in and out of the portals, first sign of adversity, oh, I'm sad, I'm going to go back home, you know, like, it's like, get out of here with that, you're not going to be a champion that way. Um, I will say a, a few things, like, Greg Gard has compounded this, these players, you know, and, and that's a huge reason why the Badgers are, are top 10. Going to the A.J. Stewart thing, I actually give him a lot of credit because whether whether or not this guy actually is getting paid 800k to come here, at least he's delivering a top 10 ranking, right? So it's like I I'm almost a fan of like escalator clauses in the NIL where you almost have to like cap it at like 50k, but if you deliver a top 10 ranking, you can like blow it way up to to like, you know, a higher number you know what i'm saying like like if you're gonna produce results you should be rewarded right like you shouldn't be able to like just get a big bag and then suck you know what i'm saying and so a credit to aj store for for getting a bag and also delivering man you made a great point alex health and basically uh score scoring this team has always had some f- defensive fundamentals and that's actually like you know, the, the average team does not, right? So that's like a, uh, a de facto advantage the Badgers are going to go into a game with. We haven't had any offensive chops in, in a long, long time. You know, Johnny Davis is kind of like a one-man team. Uh, we haven't really had many offensive chops since back in the, you know, the the final four, the uh, the final game uh, era with Bo Ryan, Frank Kaminsky, Sam Decker, Bronson Koenig, Nigel Hayes, those kind of guys. So we're scoring and we're playing some decent D, you know? And, um... Yeah, man, like I said, my whole, my whole position is you got to give credit where credit's due, and I want to give Greg Gard and his staff a lot of credit. want to give these players a lot of credit for playing well in the regular season. However, we've seen this story before, and I'm going to reserve judgment. If the Badgers go to a Final Four, I'm going to write my big Greg Gard apology because that's exactly what he deserves. However, I've been around the block long enough to know that this team need it's underperformed in the in the postseason. It's not about what you do in the regular season. Some Badgers fans are, are big on those Big Ten, uh, you know, regular season championships. I happen to want titles. I, want, I happen to want Final Four runs. Um, you know, it's all about what you do in the tourney, man. And I don't really care too much about the Big Ten tourney. I care about what they do in the NCAA tourney. So if this team gets to the final uh, lead eight or better, I'm gonna give Craig Guard some credit. If it gets to the Sweet Sixteen or worse, I'm gonna be like, yo, man, you know, can we do better than this? You know, it's probably, but he I, don't know a lot, I know a lot of people don't want to believe that. Um, it's like you can't be as scared to be great. And the Badgers so far in the regular season have been great. They've always been able to knock off teams in the regular season. Like, Greg Gard has not lacked doing that. 
They do have a couple big matchups against Purdue coming up. The batters have benefited from being healthy. We touched on it last week. They've also benefited from there not being a great crop of college basketball players this year. And and you can look right at the NBA mock drafts. It's a lot of foreign talent, and it's slim pickings from the college basketball landscape, right? So like we said about the compound effect, yeah, man, batters have a shot. They really have a shot. And I think it's great for the for Wisconsin that we've got two teams in the top 10. Marquette, Wisconsin, you know, ultimately, man, I don't think it's a bad thing if both of them are successful, right? So, so yeah, go ahead. I have elite A expectations for Me both too. of those programs. Both of those programs, Wisconsin and Marquette. When I think back to that game earlier in the season where Wisconsin kind of surprised everyone, including Marquette, when Marquette was ranked so high, it's making a lot more sense now that both of these teams are premier when it comes to college basketball, right? You have UConn still ranked number one. They're almost the Gonzaga of today. They're going to be in that final four most likely. However, besides them, I see a lot of I see a lot of pretenders. I see Purdue again. Do you really believe Purdue's going that deep? North Carolina. Mm-hmm. 50-50 Purdue, shot. perhaps. North Carolina, I, I don't, but you never Houston, know. They, they were in the Final Four a few years ago. Tennessee, those Houston's are the teams solid. ahead of Wisconsin. Tennessee, I know, man, I know. but yeah. on a good day, Wisconsin should be able to take Houston. Like, you're right. You're right, brother. Like, I, would, I would be absolutely distraught if they lost to Houston and they had that matchup and say, the Elite Eight or something That's like that to go to the matchup. Final Four. Yes. Yes. And, and then you're looking at teams like Duke, who are always overrated, uh, Kentucky, I don't know if I buy it. I just think that there's good momentum for both of these programs. Wisconsin has just won, won, won so far this year. I, I really can't say enough. They're first in the Big Ten, but they have a huge game cage coming up on Sunday against Purdue, number two in the nation. They got to take care of biz against Nebraska first. And I know oftentimes teams overlook opponents when they have that kind of huge game looming in the background you might be thinking oh we're at nebraska we're going to travel down there we're going to beat them and then we're going to get ready for purdue but but no you got to focus get this nebraska win purdue is at home 7 p.m sunday cbs lock it in badgers fans there's no going to be the game of the year Game of there's the year no, for there's Wisconsin. There's no NFL, so that'll be one to watch, Badgers fans. You know, make sure you tune into that one. If you're going to, you know, if you're, if you're kind of half in, half out, tune into this one. It should be fireworks. And you got really nothing else. To, you know, like, what else is there to watch besides, uh, I don't know, maybe True Detective. But I think that comes out a little later, not to get on a tangent. But, yeah, you know, um, it should be a heck of a matchup. Prime time, like you're saying, Alex. Oh yeah, it's it's just been it's just been fun, Badgers fans, to see this rise, right? Like the two or the four losses you have for Wisconsin this year, because I do want to remind Badgers fans that they did lose to Tennessee early on in the season, but that was a ten point game before this team really found itself. Uh, you also lost to Arizona. That was probably a legitimate loss, you know, like a good team. But Blackwell led the squad in scoring and the defense kind of just absolutely collapsed against Arizona, giving up 98 points. I'd Mm -hmm. be surprised if that happens again. And so this team is much different. This is a dangerous uh, Badgers team. No one wants to play Greg Gard right now in the tournament. And I don't think Purdue really wants to face him right now either. 
But if they come into Madison and beat Wisconsin, then they deserve that top ranking. I'll take back what I said. But I think the chips are falling for an upset city cage. And I just want to I want to end on this. If Wisconsin beats Nebraska and knocks off number two Purdue at home, where are they next Monday in the rankings? Wisconsin beats Nebraska and Purdue, you're saying? Yeah. I think they're probably three. That would be sweet. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. It's not really um, it's not really about the regular season. It certainly is a good indicator of how good your squad is, but you've got to be able to make the plays when the plays need to be made. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's always good to be optimistic, right? And let's just mess around. Let's go win the whole thing. Let's go do it, right? Like, why not us? College basketball is not having a great year besides the Badgers, right? And, and Marquette's top 10, so you really can't sneeze at that either. Top 10 is top 10, right? Like, you got to give respect What's respect crazy, to though, is Marquette, like, I mean, Jordan Love, the Packers quarterback, if you missed this over the weekend, he went to the Marquette game. But Wisconsin's Milwaukee, stolen bro. the show. They've stolen the yeah, show. They have. They have. Like, Crap Marquette, I, when Crap I see Shock out there, I'm like, bro, you're number two right now. Yeah. You're number two. Credit. Credit where credit's due. Let's let's go get this one game at a time. All you can do is control what you can control, and that's put one foot in front of the other, win these games, but it all changes in the tourney. We've gotta make hay in, in the tourney. We've gotta we've gotta get results. Stay healthy in the and just keep winning. Yeah, yeah. I, I want a final four. I know you said Elite Eight floor. I agree. Like elite anything below an Elite Eight would be a disappointment. Um this team, this team is different, bro. This team is different. And uh, Badgers fans, Maybe I think you we feel can all get too. excited about that. Yeah. Yep. Cage, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Badgers fans, if you like today's show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's a tremendous way to help us grow. Also, texting it to the friend, that's the best way. Text it to another Badgers fan. Say, hey, Purdue this weekend, what's happening? Should we watch the game together? Link up with someone. This is a tremendous time where KJ was right. There is no NFL on Sunday. People are going to be wondering what they should do. Like scratching themselves. Like, what am I going to watch? <laughs> Badgers <laughs> Purdue. Okay, okay. Badgers Purdue. That sounds pretty good. And uh, so have some fun with the Badgers fans. Thank you again. And I'm Wisconsin. I'm Wisconsin forever. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. If you like the show, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the number one way you can help us grow. Thank you again for listening. And as always, on Wisconsin. Yeah, we on. Yeah. Yeah, we on. On Wisconsin. Yeah, we on. Yeah, we on. Yeah, we on. Talking about Ooh.
everybody goes single Me and my friends go local Summer 16 in the Marvel We can go on straight to the morning I'm just trying to kick it like football We can get savage on the dance floor Party like we're chillin' back in Oslo Feelin' like we're playin' for the Astros Just, just my dad, just my dad You and